You are locked in to Locked On Badgers, second episode of the week. My name is Asher Lowe, and this is Locked On Badgers, the podcast that brings you all things Wisconsin sports. I am the site editor at Badgers Wire, a former play-by-play broadcaster for many Badger sports, and an alumni of the great University of Wisconsin-Madison who is very happy he's not on campus right now. I'll get to that in just a sec of what is happening on the ground in Madison, talking to all my friends. I graduated last spring, so all my friends are seniors right now, and it is nuts what is going on on Wisconsin's campus right now. I'll get to that in a sec. Also, big interview today. We got TJ Bowlers here for his second appearance on the pod. Class of 2021, four-star defensive end, and my guy, TJ Bowlers, out of Clear Creek Amana High School. We talked to him about high school football. We talked to him about getting Nolan Rucci, and we talked to him about all things class of 2021. Make sure you listen to this podcast and follow for free on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast. you will find Locked on Badgers. Please take 30 seconds, leave a review. If you were listening on Apple, it would mean a ton to me. It's a great way to help out this podcast, get more traction. Drop a review on Apple right now if you enjoy what you are hearing week in, week out on Locked on Badgers. Today's episode is brought to you by our fantastic sponsor, rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the car parts that you will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Make sure you tell them that Locked on Badgers sent you. So let's get into it. We got TJ Bowers coming up in just a sec. Going to get to that interview in about five minutes. But first, I want to give you a glimpse of what is going on in Madison, Wisconsin right now. So the breaking sports news is that Wisconsin football and men's hockey have paused workouts, anything at all that they're doing for two weeks. And the university and Chancellor Rebecca Blank has decided to go all online. And I'm surprised they did this September 9th. This is all online for two weeks, by the way. They're still leaving this little, dangling this little carrot while they bring the stick, dangling this little carrot out in front of you and saying, hey, after two weeks, it might go back to normal. The chances of that right now look almost zero because of what's going on on campus. There's been major COVID outbreaks. The the numbers have been rising and rising and rising over the last week. And it finally just got so bad uh, in terms of the testing numbers, the case numbers that the university said we got to spend, uh, suspend in-person class, suspend some sports stuff. And we have to lock all the freshmen in Celery and Witty. So what are, what are Celery and Witty? Those are the two biggest residence halls on campus. They are in the center of campus. I lived in Celery four years ago. And they're the party dorms or the dorms that, you know, you go to have fun. If you're a social person, you like going out, you like meeting new people. Celery and Witty, those are the places for you uh, on campus when you're a freshman. They also are packed in like most college dorms are sardine-like rooms, tiny little rooms where you're packed in, whatever. Yesterday, the university announced that they would be locking everyone, and I, I'm not, like, this is not dramatic. I'm, this is literally what happened. They were locking everyone in Celery and Woody that lived there, and you can't leave for two weeks. They would bring you your food, all that, and you're locked in for two weeks. So they're under a two-week quarantine because of the numbers there. I have friends that live, most of my friends, obviously I have no friends in the freshman dorms right now because all my friends are juniors, seniors, even sophomores, but... Really no freshman because I'm not there this year. All my senior friends live in a house together and they are they have two positive tests, COVID tests in the house. So they're quarantined, lockdown, whatever. They can't even get tests right now on campus. My friend was trying to figure out how he would get a test because there's no on-campus appointments available. So those are 
all shot. They've been sending kids. I have a, I have a friend who is a freshman, actually, one kid uh, who is a freshman who lives in Celery, who they sent to the hotel. He's feeling fine. He tested positive for COVID, but he's feeling fine. They sent him to a hotel because they all the rooms that they had set up as isolation rooms have been long full. In terms of the university, coming into the year, had set this plan where they'd have isolation rooms. If you tested positive in the dorms, you go to the isolation room, whatever. Those obviously did not work because there's just too many positive tests. So they're locking everyone in Celery and Witty. I'm not envious. And they're saying, fend for yourselves in Celery and Witty. We'll give you food. That's about it. Here's two weeks. Locked in. Can't leave. It's a nightmare. I don't know what I would do. Honestly, it, it's terrible. It's completely terrible. And it all comes back to a thing that a lot of things come back to in this country. A lot of things come back to in life. That's money. Money. So how does this come back to money? Pretty simple. You think college football is a big business. You always hear people talking about, oh, college football, billion-dollar business, whatever. They can't cancel it. There's too much money on the line. Do you know what the bigger business is, the much bigger business than college football? Like the way, 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 way bigger business than college football? It's $30,000 a year out-of-state tuition at a school like University of Wisconsin. It's higher education. That is how schools make money. Schools don't make money on football. They do, but that's not how they make their money. That's not how they pay teachers. That's not how they pay salaries. No, that would be tuition money that you're looking for there. The thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars they make on tuition. So I was surprised this came two days earlier than I thought because September 11th, tomorrow... Friday, September 11th is the last day you can request full tuition refund. But notice, Wisconsin's not saying we're going to cancel it outright. They're saying two weeks and then we might go back to normal. Dangling the carrot, right? Second semester might be normal, which it might be. It's a long way to go till then. But this semester isn't going to be normal. This semester's over as far as I'm concerned. Like, I don't see how they're going back to it, but they're still dangling out in front of you like we might go back because they don't want kids pulling their money. If people pull tuition money, oh boy, we got a big problem. That's why they started in the first place. That's why they started this hybrid, false hybrid thing in the first place. When they knew full well that it was going to be a couple weeks, you'd see case numbers rise. You probably wouldn't see that many people sick, like, like deadly sick, right? I mean, as the numbers have shown us, I'm not going to play doctor on this. All I'm going to say is is the facts of the fact that you knew they, they knew they'd have case numbers rise by a bunch of students coming from all over the country together onto this campus. That doesn't take a scientist to figure out. You can debate whatever, you know, People want to talk about, well, cases aren't the real... Okay, whatever. They would have high case numbers, which they have now. They knew they wouldn't be able to continue this all semester, this hybrid thing. And they knew going in that it basically would just be online school. They knew they shouldn't open the campus. They knew this. Why did they do it? Because they need your tuition money. And now you can't get a test on campus. You have kids locked inside the freshman dorms with brown bag breakfast they're not even breakfast i saw the picture of it today it's like a muffin and a water bottle and some kids can go out and buy a bunch of food other kids don't have that luxury they don't have the financial luxury to go buy a three weeks worth of food yesterday and in the mad rush spend a couple hundred dollars on a bunch of food like you don't have that dispensable income a lot of the time some a lot of kids do sure but not all the kids so they're basically relying on this you know, bad nutrition from the school to live off of for two weeks while trapped in a dorm room. It's a nightmare. And they knew it would happen and they needed your tuition money to make it happen because if they didn't have your tuition money, what would they do? 
you can't be honest in a business like that. They need the tuition money and they did what they had to do to get it and it's terrible and it's awful and it's leading to the disaster that Madison, Wisconsin is right now. And think about the community because that's who really is hurting right now. Like students, okay, it sucks to be in a two-week quarantine in your dorm room. That would suck. Very temporary and you're going to be fine. And the vast, 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 vast majority of students who get this virus will be fine. As far as we know right now, obviously there's a lot we don't know about the long-term effects and whatnot. Short-term will be fine. But the community right now is really hurting. In fact, anybody that works in downtown, which is a lot of old people, or a lot of people that are at a much higher risk than the young students as far as what we know about this virus, and there's a lot we don't know, and a lot that is still completely uncertain about it. But how about the community members that have been surrounded by the influx of students on campus that work near campus, that work in downtown, that work at the Capitol, that have been affected by this. It's a disaster for this community, and I, I'm just really sad it had to come to this. And I'm not surprised, but I, I I wish I was totally off about this a couple weeks ago. Like I, I wish this wasn't how it went, but I'm not surprised because higher education, the money in higher education was going to talk here. Let's get on to the interview that I think you're going to love, absolutely love, with TJ Bowers. We're talking the 2021 group chat, the reaction to Nolan Rucci, his high school football season, and more. Here is that interview with TJ Bowers in just a sec. But first, I want to talk about rockauto.com. Our sponsor for this episode, rockauto.com, all the car parts you will ever need. I'm talking every single make, every single model. You look on their list, that you go to their website, rockauto.com, and what do you see on the left? You see literally every single car brand you could possibly think of. You click on the brand, and it takes you to every part you could possibly think of for that brand. So, for example, you click on Toyota, and you get the make, the model, uh, the part number. You can search any of that stuff within that brand, within any year of that brand, dating back to 1958. Like, they literally have listed out there, 1958 to 2020, any uh, year you, your Toyota is. If it's a 1958 Toyota, I don't know how, how many of you out there have 1958 Toyotas. But if you do, you can find that part on rockauto.com because they have every single year, every single make, every single model. And you can find that one specific part you need at a wholesaler price. So when you find that one part you need, make sure you tell them that Locked On sent you to rockauto.com. All the car parts you will ever need at the best wholesale prices. And now, can't wait to get to that interview with TJ Bowers, class of 2021, four-star defensive end out of the state of Iowa and a Wisconsin commit. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Joining me once again on the Locked On Badgers podcast is 2021 Wisconsin commit defensive end out of Clear Creek Amount High School, also a quarterback. We'll get to that in just a second. The Iowa native TJ Bowlers. And TJ, I got to ask you, 
reacting to news from last night. Probably the biggest recruiting news Wisconsin has had in over a decade. Nolan Rucci is a Badger, the five-star offensive tackle. What are your initial thoughts? Well, you know, we um, as a group, you know, we were working hard on getting Rucci. Uh, you know, we had we had guys that were texting him here and there. You know, just checking up on him, just making sure that uh, he knew that we wanted him to be here, uh, that he was a big part of this group. So, um, so actually, when uh, when Deacon added him into the group chat, um, you know, everyone was like, "Wait, hold on, Nolan." who's Nolan? And then like, we all go and look at the little thing and we're like, it's Ruchi. We just got Ruchi. Everyone's freaking out in the group. It, it, it was awesome. You know, it was, it was really great to see that, that he found his home at Wisconsin, you know, and, and uh, we're all excited to be playing with him. So did you guys basically find out because Deacon added him in to your 2021 group chat? Yeah. So um, actually the, the, the night before he, uh, the night before he announced, um, he texted Deacon Deke had added him in, and uh, and yeah, from there, I mean, everyone knew. We all kept it under wraps, though, because I mean, that like that's a big announcement, especially for him, you know. So you got so, the yeah, CBS Sports yeah. HQ treatment, yeah. Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> so you have been playing a high school football season amidst mm-hmm. everything that's going on right now. What does it feel like to be playing high school football when you know that Wisconsin football, for example, will not be playing a game this fall? Other Big Ten schools as well, Pac-12. What does it feel like to actually be playing? Um, it feels really good to um, to be able to like go through an entire season because I mean that like not a lot of people are are able to do this. So you know, like this isn't a chance that um, that I'm taking for granted. This is this isn't a chance that my team is taking for granted. Um, and because because I, I mean, like you don't know when when it could end. Like we could be playing our last game this Friday because all of a sudden there's another COVID outbreak. And, uh, you know, it's just like we're lucky and we're fortunate to be able to play this season. And, um, you know, my team is my team's really motivated um, to just just do well, because this is it. Like a lot of for a lot of guys on my team, this is the last time that they're going to play football. You know, so um, just seeing the passion and the excitement that they're putting into the game um, this season, you know, with it being our senior season and all is, is exciting. What have been the biggest differences between, besides obviously not knowing that you're going to play this week versus next week versus you don't really know when it could end, but what else, what else has been the biggest difference between playing during this pandemic? Um, I guess really the biggest thing would be like the breaks that we have to take. Um, and then probably like locker room situations. So we can't have, we can't have a certain number of people in the locker room, like all at once. And so, like before games, we have to uh, we have to like split up. So we have like the varsity group go and like the starters, and then we have like everybody else like in the locker room after that. Um, it's kind of weird how it works, um, just because like they don't want everyone like in the same area at the same time. Even though we're all, all in the same team, we practice together. We're sweating on each other. Like you know, I mean, it is what it is though. But um, with uh, with games, we have to take a break every four minutes of game time. Really? And uh, yeah, yeah, of game time. So like, no way. We go and we'll um, we'll sanitize. So it's like a mandatory uh, sanitizing break. So like, they go and they have these bottles out there. You have to spray down your hands. You have to spray down all the footballs, and then um, you have to get a drink. Like it's mandatory. Wow. So every four game minutes, like on the game clock, Uh everyone stops. Yeah. So it basically be like a TV timeout. 
Yeah, exactly. Like a media timeout. You're getting ready for media timeout right. in college, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're getting used to that now. You also threw a touchdown. Uh, just, yeah, yeah, this last game. So it's uh, what in the world happened with that? Was, so it was um it was great. Let me let me run you through this because the series leading up to it, or the, the couple of series leading up to it, um, were were pretty good. This is right at the beginning of the game. We uh we start off run offense. And we have this formation. It's called uh, our for the brand formation, where we put in. Um, we have a tight end, so it's uh the biggest the biggest alignment and then me and then two wings all on the same side right and that's called our for the brand formation that's our that's our hard nose run it down your throat formation sounds like hippo we're running yeah yeah basically yeah and so we run the formation and we just we just pound it just straight down to the end zone um i end up we, we got out of that formation i end up coming across an emotion um, score a touchdown. So I, I scored on the first on the first drive. Our first defensive drive on the first play um, that we that we were on defense. I, I break through the line and I smoke the quarterback. We get an interception off of it. The first play of our second offensive drive is the one where I come in motion. You know, I bubble out around the uh, around the quarterback. Quarterback throws it to me and there is nobody covering the receiver just for yards. And I'm like. Oh man, I, I'm getting super excited and I chuck it. And I'm like, I really just overthrew him. Like I just overthrew the guy that was wide open. But uh, but no, I didn't actually hit him right in stride, ended up scoring. It was it was great. It was it was so cool to watch because we ran that play like uh two years ago, I think it was. And um he didn't score, but I completed it. But you know, this time he scored and I was like, that's a passing touchdown, let's go. You know, it just just yeah, it was it was great. You know, my team um my team was excited the fans that we had uh oh that was another thing the fans in this in the uh we can't have a lot of fans and so like each each player gets um gets four tickets that they get to distribute so like they uh regulate the number of fans but uh yeah the fans that we had there they were going crazy team was going crazy i was going crazy it was great so really no students can come though unless a player gives them a ticket Mm -hmm. yeah so um when when you get your four tickets for home games, like you get to choose who you distribute them to. Obviously, like I like mine go to my family first. Um, but then like if we have any left over, then then yeah, I can I can hand them out to students or whoever that wants to come in. So passing touchdown for TJ Bowlers, uh that, that sounds like a pretty ridiculous three drive uh scenario though. You got you got yeah, you got a receiving touchdown, you Smoke the quarterback, leads to an interception, and then a passing touchdown, all in three consecutive drives. All in the yep, three consecutive drives, and those were the first three drives of the game. Set the tone. You guys get the dub yeah. week two. We did, yeah. It was like, I think it was like forty-two to fourteen or something like that. So it was pretty big. There were four A school. Um, there were only three A. So I mean, it was it was good. So that means for, for people who don't know, three A, four A is that that's about size of the school, right? Yeah, it is. Um, so we we only go up to uh, 4A here in Iowa, but we have like A, 1A, 2A, 3A, and then 4A is the biggest. What does it feel like to be on the field with your high school teammates one last time? What are, what are you going to miss about it? Um, being able to be on the field with my high school teammates for this final ride is um, – it's – 
kind of saddening, you know, thinking that this is going to be the last time that I'm going to play with this certain group of guys. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's uh, – I don't really – I don't really have the right word for it. Um, like I want to say like surreal, but I don't, I don't know if that would be the right word. Um, but like, but like the, just the emotion that, that like I get when I go and I look out onto the field and I see all my guys, you know, and um, we're all trying to work towards the same thing that we've been working for since YSF football when we are, when we all started playing with each other, like, why our YSF years, you know, we were kind of split up a little bit because we had to have different teams. But as soon as we got into middle school, you know, everything kind of just clicked right away. Um, and we were winning games. And then high school, obviously, like, they had to break us up into freshman and JV teams. But now now we have everybody that's finally here in the same area, you know, and, like, we're able to work together. And that bond that we have is just a bond that, that isn't going to be broken, you know. So, like, I know that I know that when I move on, I know that when the other guys move on, like we're still gonna stay in contact because, um, because like this is this is a special group, you know. Like it's not it's not just one that's that's like oh hey you know we're just playing football. Like no, this is this is a group that wants something, you know. And even even for other sports like basketball when we went to state and baseball when we went to state, you know, like it's it's just um, yeah we're just we're special. We got a tight bond. I have to ask, what did you think about the? I always like talking about these, these, but the Nolan Rucci recruitment or uh, commitment video. What did you think? What did you think about the video he dropped? So I watched it. I watched it only one time, um, but uh, but I liked. Uh, I, I liked it. I thought it was. I thought it was creative, you know. And I like. I always like hearing the little voiceovers of the different people that talk about him. Um, so as that song was going, you know, you see the you see the drone action, you know, this flying in and out. You see the giant warriors, and then he comes up, and he mouths, "Let's effing go!" And in the group chat, we're sitting there, and we're like, "Did he just say? Did he just say that at the end of his video?" And everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah, he did. He saw that." Yeah. So everyone's watching it, and they're like, "Yeah, he totally did." And no one comes in. He's like, "Yeah, we had to uh, we had to meet that part out because." because I actually said it when, when it, when it happened, I was like, dude, I mean, you know, I mean, Hey, you do you, but like, you know, you can't be, you can't be cussing on camera like that. When, when everyone can see you is, it's kind of funny, but um, it was a, it was a cool video. What's the group chat been like over the last 24 hours? Um, over the last 24 hours, you know, we had a couple more congratulations, but I mean, really the biggest congratulations came the night that he was added in. Um, so I mean, so I mean, we've been talking about, uh, we're talking about some essays and some school stuff that we all had to do. Yeah. And then we were talking about uh, Xbox versus PlayStation. Um, and what then recently, <laughs> oh, I'm on, I'm on the Xbox side, and uh, I think actually I think the majority of the guys are on the Xbox side, but uh, but geez, um. Oh, we can't forget that uh, Mike Jarvis got ran by uh, Skylar Bell and Madden. Um, and then how bad, how uh, bad we and, Do you know how bad it was? Oh, uh, no, nah, I don't know how bad it was, but uh, but he got ran. He he definitely got ran. Um, 
And then, I mean, Deacon and Juice, they played too, but I don't know that score. I, was, I wasn't even paying attention at that point. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's about it. We were just, just talking about some video games. Um, and, yeah. yeah. This is the kind of hard-hitting content, TJ. This is the kind of hard-hitting content that fans absolutely will, will, will eat up. Who be uh -huh, yeah, it's just like the, the little back-end stuff. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's, we, should, we should do a poll. We should, we should make, a, make a Twitter page, start doing polls. People would, people would love it. Absolutely. TJ Bowers, thank you for hopping on with me uh, this early morning. Quick recording of our first Lockdown Badger segment for episode two of the week. TJ, best of luck with the rest of your season out in Iowa, and we can't wait to see you on the Camp Randall Field.